All right, it is DanCast episode 78 for June 21st, 2015. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. I am not a father, not even a mother father, so um, celebrations for me are not in the works. Actually, my family is doing a Father's Day thing later this afternoon, plus all our birthday stuff, like me and my brother, uh, my sister, or one of my sisters, my mom, my niece, God damn it, people doing it in the month of September, and we all gotta eat cake in the summer. Not the best intro I've ever done. Let's see. Follow up. Everyone appears to be getting back into the podcast thing. We had a nice podcast uh, going on with Mr. Joel Franklin. Uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, the way um, this was initiated was uh, Joel had uh, messaged us over the Facebook Messenger and it said something like, Hey, you guys want to talk? And, you know, we said three o'clock and then about two minutes in, I realized, oh, we're doing, we're doing a podcast, but it was nice to do a uh, conversation with Mr. Franklin, um, and listen to, uh, Scott. So that was fun, uh, hear about Joel's, I'm still hung up over this, uh, vasectomy, uh, thing. Just, uh, be careful, I suppose, when you're doing, (laughs) when you're, when you're getting the snip snip. And you're uh, making uh, moves, and your ball doesn't turn to the size of the grapefruit. Scott is coming back home. I wish him the very best uh, of luck. Uh, living with even living with Greg, living with Greg, and it remind me of a time when I was living with my brother, and I did not care for it at all. We're just totally different people um, as far as living uh, lifestyle is. He is a slob all the time and I am not a slob all the time and uh, hopefully if if there are differences between Scott and Greg they can work those out or Scott finds his own place before it drives him up the goddamn wall maybe we will hear Greg on an upcoming Scott cast so that's my follow up topics I got sick last week maybe you can still hear a little bit of it in my uh, voice because I was, it was strange, just the amount, I thought I was just in the clear uh, this whole uh, uh, year because I hadn't been, I didn't get sick, and usually I get sick at least once, and uh, I got through this, this winter and spring without anything weird happening to me other than like a regular, like mild allergy stuff. And then Tuesday night, I just got walloped. <laughs> it got did not feel very good. I just started throat felt weird, head got all stuffy, and then I woke up Wednesday and I was like, "This fucking sucks." That's what I said. And I woke up, and uh, I think the worst of it is over. This morning, I woke up and just had, you know, when you get really sick and you know you're at that you're at the end of it because you're hocking up all sorts of gross. Uh, that happened this morning, so I think I'm good. Um, why did I tell you guys that? Why didn't I just keep that to myself? I don't know. Something that's going on in my life. Maybe you want to hear that Dan had uh, phlegm and mucus throughout his uh, organism, throughout his self. Yesterday, I went paddleboarding 
You guys ever go paddleboarding? Paddleboarding um, is like the combination of surfing and canoeing or kayaking. Because basically you get a paddle, a board that sits on top of the water and uh, you get up on it, you stand on it, you find your balance, and uh, you uh, paddle out into the lake. Like like you're in goddamn uh, Venice, Venice, Italy, paddling out to the lake singing uh, That's Amore. But uh, this was a uh, stand-up paddleboarding, uh, what do you call it, introductory course. This was in Saranac Lake. And it was really fun, and uh, it the thing, <coughs> pardon me, the thing about it was, um, it was part of this festival, which just looked like a bunch of hippies, hippie types hanging out on the beach, but uh, they had an introductory course after they had some sort of race in the morning. So all the people on the beach were like heavy-duty um, paddle boarders, and I guess that's the thing now because paddle boarding is, I guess, the latest water sports fad. Do you guys keep up with the water sports fads at all? But uh, this was um fun because you get out on the lake. Uh, ladies instructing us, saying, "All right, this is how you paddle, and this is how you stand. This is how you get up on the thing." And we started out, and then, and then these two other people came in. They're like, hey, we're here for the course. And she had to fucking start all over again. She was like five minutes into it. Um, you get worried about tipping over and uh, falling into the water. But once that's over, you're, you kind of get more confidence. I got a little cocky and because you, have to, you had to practice falling into the water and uh, because that happens. And then... Uh, once I fell in and got used to the water, I was a little more cocky on my board, and I fell in a bunch more times on accident, after falling in on purpose. I always get scared of uh, water, <laughs> like like uh, lakes and stuff, because I'm always afraid of some parasites swimming up my dick hole. If you guys ever think of that, just... Uh, some parasite swimming up your dick hole, living in your bladder for a while, and then eating you from the inside out. I think of that all the time when I'm out swimming in lakes. They should have a uh, a little swim cap for your dick. You can put that on, like not like a condom. Like picture your 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 dick as a uh, diving man, and you know he's getting all ready. He's up on the diving board, and he puts his little cap on. That they should make that so that. Things don't swim up your dick hole. That would mean you're vulnerable then. Well, you're still vulnerable in a lot of places like your your nose, your nostrils, your ears, uh, your butthole. You can get a plug, I guess, for your butt. But uh, this isn't funny. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's very important to maintain the balance on the, fli- on the, the paddleboard. Um, when we started out... Um, you 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 sit you st- you are on your knees, and you know you you go out to where uh, you can uh, 
fall because <laughs> if you if you try to stand up on paddle on on uh, shallow water and you lose your balance you're in for a, a hard uh, fall but uh if you're out on the lake a bit more you can uh you know fall and not get hurt the thing that about this beach we went to this was um there are all these kids fucking fucking around so they're making all these waves so they're like <laughs> This is all going on, like, next to you, and then, uh, you know, you're trying to stand up or get get out and into, like, paddleboard mode, and uh, it's hard because there's all this fucking waves fucking with you, and there was this one old lady in the group, and she seemed very nervous, uh, <laughs> and... I felt bad for this woman. She looked like she was in her 60s. She was kind of, she was she was a little overweight. Not a little overweight. She's more than a little overweight. But uh then uh she fell down like a bunch of times and it seemed like for the first part of the course she was just kind of kneeling the whole time and uh not having a good time, but then she got into it. Um the other thing that's strange is when you stand up on these things they are, you use muscles in your foot that you have never used before because your foot, it, it, it's like it inherently webs out to, to, uh, stay in, to keep you safe. And you feel like your foot just did a hundred stomach crunches because it's going, oh shit, this fucking guy, we got to work together to keep him dry. And, uh, you, you, it's, it's just a weird feeling. It's, I can't even, I was afraid of a, a toe spasm. I get toe spasms sometimes and they fucking suck. And, uh, I was afraid of that happening while out, you know, 100, 200 feet <laughs> into a lake and then drowning because I couldn't swim back to shore because my toe was going like too many sit-ups for me. One toe, like, goes sideways. Not sideways. It feels that way. And it lasts for, like, 20 to 30 seconds. Just gotta let it pass. Um, the other thing about paddleboarding, and maybe why it's such a fad, is it's so goddamn expensive. If you want to get started, they said a paddleboard costs between 500 and and $1,000. And if you want the paddle, they can run up to $200. Like, they're telling you that... Because, obviously, the reason they had the starter course is, like, maybe we'll get someone and they'll buy a paddleboard, which, new. I was not prepared to spend fucking $2,000 <laughs> on a paddleboard. Um, but, uh, you know, it's fun, but God damn it. How... You know, you gotta make the sport sustainable. <laughs> That's why, you know... Say what you will about, like, baseball and football. All you need is a fucking glove for baseball and balls for football. Maybe you need a helmet for football. Even tennis. You spend, like, you know, to get a decent racket when you're started, what, 50 to $80? And then a can of tennis balls? You're done! Paddle boarding? Jesus Christ. Gotta get a fifth mortgage on your house just so you can paddle out into the lake. Just find friends, that's what they say, is find a friend with a yacht 
don't be the guy with the with the with the boat. Find your friend with the boat. Be that guy's friend. Um. All right. Next topic: Mad Max. I did see Mad Max Fury Road. I was never into uh, Mad Max um, as a kid. Um, I always liked Mad Max as an adult, you know. That's weird phrasing. Mad Max, when I was a kid, I didn't like. When he was an adult, when he was a kid, I don't know. When he was an adult, yeah, I guess it makes more sense. We watched the very first Mad Max movie, which didn't seem at all like anything that anyone ever talks about with Mad Max. Haven't seen the second one. Watched Thunderdome, and Thunderdome's pretty freaky. Um, years ago, we had done a jam in um, the the suite that me, Andrew, Eric, and Scott were living in, and Greg was up, and I remember Greg going... Who run border town? Maybe I'll find it and splice it in here. But uh, I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then we watch uh, Thunderdome or Beyond Thunderdome. And uh, I was like, oh, Greg must have really liked this movie. The um, what else is there to say about Mad Max? So Fury Road. Furry, furry. Fury Road, uh, it's it's funny because there, there was some press about it, about it being like a feminist propaganda movie, and I didn't really see that, like I guess maybe a little bit of that, but who gives a shit? Um, there were a lot of uh, people saying, oh, Charlize Theron is such a badass, but um, yeah, it's not like that's the first time that's ever happened, and it, I don't know, it didn't really bother me. <laughs> didn't really it's like you can watch this movie and still enjoy it um there were the funny thing is is there was clearly um you know if you're trying to watch it from like the the uh viewpoint of feminist propaganda there were s- mul- multiple scenes in the movie where like women are victimized as i you know frankly as it would probably be in the apocalypse. Not this fucked up version. In this fucked up version, there was one scene where um, the uh, had a cut to these fucking freaks <laughs> in, uh, which is all Mad Max movies, I suppose. These freaks in um, some kind of dictator or emperor's chamber. And then it shows a shot of, I don't want to spoil it, but... Uh, Basically, all these women are getting milked because breast milk, I guess, is a, a delicacy in this time. And uh, <laughs> I heard I heard someone from like the sides in the theater go, "Disgusting!" Like that, and that was pretty satisfying. <laughs> I think I like that better than the movie. I really did not care much for the movie, and. Uh, you know who this movie would be good for is uh, teenagers, kids. It was just so over the top and lots of explosions. Like, I didn't really care for it because it was just not my style of movie. They had a guy at the front of one of the caravans playing a guitar with a flamethrower on it. So that was pretty, uh, the uh, 
good, I guess. Um, this movie was getting like nines on IMDb, and I was like, maybe it was a seven, maybe it was a six. Um, there were some people talking during the movie, and I was thinking, uh, I was like, what the hell is this people's problem? And I turn around, and it's just two old people. So, I don't remember if you guys, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but if you remember when we saw, um, Kill Bill 2, and, uh, Daryl Hannah, and, uh, Uma Thurman are fighting, and, uh, they're doing the sword fight, and you hear one guy, (laughs) shoot that bitch! It wasn't quite like that, I was half expecting that to happen during Mad Max. Fury... Fury Road. So that's my opinion on Mad Max. Not a uh, Fury Road. Not great. That's okay. That should be a rating. Not great, comma, I guess it was okay. End quote. Like, what is the genius? There is no genius in it. It was, people like fast trucks, they like special effects, and they like explosions. And I guess for what it is, it's okay, but... It's not cool enough or good enough for me to consider watching it again. Um, I still got to see the second Mad Max movie. Because according to sources I have, Beyond Thunderdome is the strange one. (laughs) With Master and Blaster. (coughs) You guys want to talk about E3 at all? There's not a whole lot... uh, that I think came of E3. Uh, not really not really like I've been p- keeping up with video games, but I did like seeing the new Doom. Um, this this I guess this E3 confirmed to me that I want to get a PS4 eventually. I still don't have one. I haven't I barely been playing anything. Um, they do have the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake coming. I guess that's coming out next year. If it's a remake... To me, that indicates it's not one of these remastered type games we've been seeing a lot lately. It's they had to, they went back to the drawing board and tried to reimagine, redo it for the current style, this current game play landscape, if you can call it that. Shenmue Three made a lot of waves and. I have mixed feelings on this because I remember loving Shenmue and then I remember hating Shenmue 2 because I was bored, but it's basically the same game. I hate these open world games like you can do anything and it's all like 90% boring stuff. (laughs) And uh, my favorite like open world thing to do in Shenmue was play Space Harrier. The strange thing with Shenmue 3 is they did a Kickstarter for it. And the what's odd about that is they had a goal of like $2 million to fund Shenmue 3. And it's like, for this to get announced at E3 during a conference where Sony and all these other video game publishers and developers literally spend millions upon millions of dollars, it's, it's one of the things I don't like about Kickstarter. I can't think of... And if I'm wrong, if you can think of one, correct me, but 
has have you ever seen a Kickstarter thing get done that just blew that met all your expectations or met the expectations of its funders or blew everyone away? Because it seems to me that most of them just come out and they're fucking shit. They're not good at all, and the reason is because it wasn't a, maybe it wasn't a good idea to begin with. Kickstarters sell you on the idea. You know? Like when you buy something in a store, the idea's already been executed. So you buy the finished thing. If all you're selling is the idea, then I don't know. There's no pressure to be good, <laughs> I suppose. They already got your money. But I know Kickstarter's not supposed to be like that, but that's just the way it is. Newt Gingrich was reviewing the Apple Watch. Um, I guess this is a big thing because... Or not a big thing. People assume that because he's an old guy, (laughs) he can't uh, use uh, computers or cool things. The funny thing is the review unit they gave him was a... uh, sport the sport kind with the blue band and the blue bands just look ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous even all the sport bands look dumb the only one that looks good is the black one and they sell them for like fifty dollars and that's so strange like i guess it's not strange to me i you know they're just plastic they cut co- would cost like two dollars they sell them for fifty dollars and if you want something that looks you know grown up you gotta spend two hundred fifty dollars on the the band. Like if you want just a leather thing, or something like made out of metal, that's hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And if you want just a plastic thing, it's uh, fifty bucks. But the plat the cheap ones they make, they look like children's stuff. They don't look like adult stuff. And and Newt Gingrich, say what you will about Newt Gingrich, but <laughs> he's right. He's dead on about the Apple Watch looking like it's for kids and 12-year-olds. It's an interesting thing because um, I just also read this article about the 49ers, that sports team, football sports, and uh, they were talking about courting their millennial players. And how difficult it is to keep them engaged. And one change they did was instead of distributing paper calendars, they made shared calendars for things like practices and their games. So these millennials, (laughs) players of theirs, could subscribe to the season in their Google Calendar or iCal or whatever. Or not iCal anymore. What was this, 2007? Their Apple calendar. And uh, stay up to date that way. Isn't that the way that it should be done anyway? If... The reason... I I think of like when we do rehearsals for um, the plays. A lot of times people print off their rehearsal calendars and paper. And then I have to spend a goddamn hour... Putting that in to the uh, the um, my calendar stuff. The good way to do it, which only one person has ever done, is to make like a Google Calendar or a shared calendar, 
and then print that out. And if you want to, you can subscribe to the electronic calendar. That's not a millennial thing. That's not a generational thing. It's just a better tool. And so it's it's things like that. It's like, this isn't, this is just old people being old. <laughs> My tolerance for computer illiterate people, despite trying to understand the problem, has not has not budged. It's still very low. It's, you know, 2015. And I know one person who's like, well, I don't do email. She's, you know, 80. <laughs> and the, the, the funny thing is other people that are like 22. I was working with some guy who I guess he's like 21 or 22. I was sending him emails and he's like, yeah, when you're ready to talk, go ahead and text me. I'm like, text you? That's a violation of privacy. You're going to know my phone number. And uh, I was like, yeah, but now you don't get an email. And, and it's funny because I'll have that reaction. And then at the office, I will feel like there's too many emails. Like, you know, we had I, I had started a Basecamp account, which is a project management system which is supposed to house your discussions, supposed to house your uh, project timelines and uh, tasks and all that stuff, and it just didn't work because I was the only one using it. So I put the kibosh on it because what good is this collaborative tool if I'm the only one using it? Meanwhile, (laughs) the younger companies, the younger companies, I say that like I know which ones to cite, are using the Asana, are using um, all these other things that, you know, everything's in one place. You don't have to, someone doesn't have to resend emails. Or I know one person who said, like, half of her job is just searching for email attachments. <laughs> what a goddamn waste of time. But Newt Gingrich can use the Apple Watch. And the worst thing, he, you know, he, <laughs> he figures out, he figures out, like, boarding passes for airlines and stuff and stills like yeah the blue band is dumb what else is going on we had a prison break up here recently the the uh quite a story quite a story gents um these guys two of them they broke out of an upstate new york prison i guess it's by the canadian border and they're it's like some Shawshank Redemption shit. And uh, come to find out, they got some help from a female staff member. And uh, so they arrested the staff member. And supposedly there is some sort of plot for her husband to get killed in exchange for the help of freeing these uh, convicted murderers. And uh, they told the husband this. The husband's like, what? <laughs> How'd you like to get that news? Huh? My wife's, a, my wife's a delicate flower. She'd never. <laughs> so she's behind bars. And he's like, I gotta move on with my life. <laughs> I, they both worked at the prison. It's a... <clears throat> pardon me. It's an odd... I need a cough button. It's a... Uh, I don't think we've heard the last of this this story, um, because 
I don't remember how it was, how they got out of, uh, how they did their prison break, how they got, um, Andy Dufresne crawled through miles of raw shit. I don't know if they did that. Maybe they escaped through the laundry chute. No, wait, they was very intricate. Like they went through pipes and stuff and air ducts. I guess it's not that intricate. Uh, but, um, yeah, so the area has been not around here. Supposedly, they be- they think maybe they've they've headed towards Pennsylvania. And, uh, so, which is a little bit further out from where I am. I, I don't even know. I, how do you get... So, they must have seduced this woman. Double teamed her. If you've ever seen Oz you'd realize that's actually pretty frequent, at least in the fictional universe. These, uh... It turns out that many, (laughs) many of the people who commit crimes are some charming motherfuckers. (laughs) That's how they get away with it. Uh, you know, you can't just murder someone willy-nilly. You gotta get close. And the way you get close is, uh, charm the shit out of them. Charm the shit out of your victims. That's why you keep your enemies close. Wait, fuck it. You keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Because you want to shiv them. Um, what would have happened if they moved? They went to Canada? Canada, going to the Canadian border would have been the obvious choice, I thought. And now uh, these people are on like FBI's top 10 list. Um, if they had gone to Canada, they would have become international what do they call it i don't know what happens does the un get involved like we better (laughs) stamp these (laughs) prisoners down bring in the national the un the armed what is the uh body of military force that's managed by an international committee who knows uh so I don't think they don't believe they've gone into uh um international things yet. International countries, other countries yet. Um but still kind of a strange thing. Like I'd get home late and I was like, ah oh, fuck. <laughs> They're gonna be in here. They're gonna slit my throat. I don't wanna do it like this. Didn't wanna go out like this. Uh That's pretty much it uh, for this week. Uh, let's see, we're at about, about 31 minutes. And uh, hope you're all are doing great. I need to get some more water. I've had enough of talking into a microphone. Paddleboarding is fun. And I will talk to you all later.